Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody. Thanks so much for being all that you are in this world. Thanks for joining me in this moment right now. I'm going to send this out to a couple spots that I think would appreciate it. No, maybe I won't. Looks like I can't do that. So I'm going to go back to where I was, which is right here. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in a basement, hence the interesting lighting today. Um, but the good thing about being here, there's always a good thing about being wherever you are, right? There's positives and negatives in every situation. When you're entering, you can share where you're from. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Betty. When you're entering, you share where you're from. And uh, anything else I'd share is an interactive space. This is a space for community. This is a space for uh, open inquiry and investigation and our deepest sense of curiosity, our deepest sense of wonder, our deepest sense of self-discovery, our deepest sense of majesty and magic and miraculousness. And yeah, we're in outer space. We're in inner space. We're in all kinds of space. If you want, you can share this with your friends. You can share this with a group if you're inspired. I seem to be um, have some limitations on me in the moment with Facebook. So uh, maybe it's an opportunity for the community to engage and, and share with others uh, the inspiration that's here. And we can always check out the archive. Most people watch this archived. So there's the ability to check this out on iTunes, check this out on YouTube, check this out on SoundCloud, welcome Iris, to check this out um, on a missing one, Apple Podcasts. I said iTunes, but I meant Apple Podcasts. And other places around the net, so my, my website also. So there's, there's opportunities to see this if you don't catch it all, if you don't catch it all live. Um, I'm excited about a few things that are happening. Um, we just nailed down an event in Asheville on January 4th. You're the first to know it right now. You are the very first to know it. Flower Power, thanks for being here. The Little Eskimo, thank you for being here. It's good to be with you. In Denmark, right? Um, so we are uh, now done this event for January 4th in Asheville with John Stringer, my buddy. We're kind of collaborating and creating more and more together, synchronizing more and more. And Annie, we're also collaborating, synchronizing more and more together. And we're creating a, an event with a breathwork meditation and a concert with John in this beautiful location in the mountains outside of Asheville. Um, so you'll see information on that. Welcome, Martin. You can check that out that before right before that we have a new year's retreat together which is still a little bit of space left and that's going to include um so the reason that, I, that i'm happy to be down here where i am is because i found this some cool books down here and one of them is this one you guys know this book the untethered soul by michael singer it's a book that's really a new york times bestseller it's a book that's inspired a lot of people um, on the path of awakening and Michael Singer is going to be um, speaking at our retreat. He's going to be he's going to speak to our group at the retreat this New Year's Eve. Hey Scott. Hey Donna. And um, that's going to be really special. He we we had him last year at our retreat, New Year's retreat, and we're going to be actually coming to a place that he birthed into being um, called the Temple of the Universe. A really beautiful spot uh, outside of Gainesville, Florida. 
And those also be mindfulness uh, exercises, meditation, ecstatic dance, incredible meals, conversations, inquiry, satsang, music, kirtan, all of that. If you want to bring in New Year's Eve in a different kind of way than maybe you've brought it in in the past, you know, smashed or trashed or as the case may be, you can bring it in a conscious, intentional way, then that's the space to do it. Um, we have a, two silent retreats. Welcome, Krishna. Where are you from, Krishna? We have two silent retreats happening. Uh, welcome, Chris. One in Thailand in January and one in Florida in March. The silent retreats are um, kind of something that was a brainstorm, heartstorm of mine of engaging, not just sitting still, but embodied silence. This is like the next level. So I'm super excited about this, super excited in sharing this with you. We did one already last year, excuse me, this year, um, which will, which was really, really powerful. For me personally, it was really, really powerful, like more than I had even expected. Um, so it's a silent space, but we're, we're getting in, engaged in, we're getting engaged in meditation. We're getting engaged in movement. We're getting engaged in yoga. We're getting engaged in mindfulness walks. We're getting engaged in dance, we're getting engaged in breath work. We're getting engaged in the body. We're, get, we're, we're, we're synchronizing and aligning all the parts of ourselves while turning off the mind, the verbal space. Right? and sinking into something deeper. And it allows you to really restore and regenerate, kind of hit the zero point inside in a way that's really powerful and palpable. So there's two opportunities for that. And then the last thing I want to tell you about, well, there's like two more things I want to tell you about, is the, um, the week-long retreat in Italy in June. So for the Europeans that are tuning in right now, this is a really, really special um, opportunity. It's a seven-day retreat in June in a really, really beautiful location on a lake um, and just this chance to delve in deep. We did it last year. This is the second annual and it was so powerful uh, and there's some space available for that as well. I know, uh, I don't think Stacy's here right now, but Stacy was just saying recently she's really intending to go to that one. And then right after this, so after this podcast ends, not right after, there'll be a little bit of a gap. 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, my time right now, uh, we have a private group called The Secret Glow, which we delve in deep. We delve in deep and get into some really amazing um, uh, stuff. We, people have a chance to really kind of be accountable to their own personal goals, their own personal dreams, which doesn't happen in this space, right? So there's a chance for you to go throughout the week, just kind of share where you're at, what you're wanting to create, what you're wanting to have happen, and get my personal support in, in manifesting that and the, the support of the group in manifesting that. And we've had some really, really powerful transformations that happen and continue to happen for all of us. So that's happening right after this. Um, that's You can register for that through thebigglow.com. There's a website that I think is there right now. And then slash online, thebigglow.com slash online. Any questions about any of that, feel free to ask me. Um, I'm pretty... I'm pretty engaged with personal messages here. It may seem like I'm not. It may seem like, oh, you know, he's so busy or whatever. But um, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I can get pretty, especially if it's valuable. If it's like high, you know, not so interested in responding. But if it's something that actually has substance to it, then uh, I can respond pretty, with pretty good um, speed, uh, pretty rapidly. 
So, let's just take a breath. And how about two more breaths? One. One more. So the theme for today is about story and the universe being made of stories. And so there's a space right now that you can feel opening. There's a space of real stillness, spaciousness, silence, vastness. There's an essence that's here in which there's a feeling of wellness. There's a feeling of fullness and emptiness, right? The fullness and emptiness is one. There's a feeling of absolute, infinite timeless presence. There's another book over here, two books. This one I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the podcast. This one was a, a real influence for me when I was really delving deep in college, you know, about who I am and discovering who I am. And I'd mentioned this book was a real turning point. I Am That by Sri Nisartagata Maharaj. The real does not die, it says on the front. The unreal never lived. Once you know that death happens to the body and not to you, you just watch your body falling off like a discarded garment. That's funny. The real you is timeless and beyond birth and death. The body will survive as long as it is needed. It is not important that you should live long. And then this book was also really powerful. The Enlightened Mind by Stephen Mitchell. Stephen Mitchell is amazing. He he would take these these uh, essays and poems from different teachers, writers, poets, philosophers from all different cultures and places and times and put them together in these books. Stephen Mitchell is now the husband of Byron Katie. So they're kind of co-creating lots of magic together now welcome Lisa welcome Allison so yeah there's a lot there's 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 uh there's um people in here from all different cultures India China uh Islamic culture Jewish culture Judaism Christian Christian mystics it's all in here. And what's beautiful about it is you start to see as you look at all these different people from all these different places and times and cultures that they're all talking about one inherent truth. Like the truth is actually this is a through line that's the same through all these places, all these times, all these cultures. There's something that's the same. There's an essence that's the same 
that is a universal truth beyond the different expressions of it. And then this guy here, that's Jay Krishnamurti. Someone asked me also on the podcast, who, what's your favorite Krishnamurti book? And there's so many good ones, but this book was the one I would carry around, you know, carry around the backpack and open up at random and find, you know, have this place and just be being blasted open um, completely. Because basically what Krishnamurti, what his gift was, was having you see through the stories that you think are true, kind of blasting them open, right? So you think, oh, this story is true. Actually, it's just a belief. This story is true. Actually, it's just a belief. This story is true. And so... Once you start to uncover, as you go deeper and deeper into who you really are, and the essence of who you really are, is something pretty amazing, and something I don't think many people have realized, which is that everything that you're encountering and experiencing The universe, the linear realm of time and space, is constructed of story, is made of story. It's a, it's a phenomenal realization. You know, so we think that the universe is made of atoms and molecules and, you know, all these scientific laws. And you start to realize, whoa, like, the universe is just made of story. It's made up of stories. It's made up of, of a web of interconnected stories. And the stories create the sense of reality. Now, a word you could substitute for story, if you want to use like computer lingo, is code. Like It's like the coding, right? The coding, the story, constructs the perception of reality. So as a coach, this has become so incredibly interesting. Right to be talking to all these different people in all these different places. By the way, there's a complimentary life coaching session for any first-time client who wants one. And people have been, there's been some really great sessions so far this week. So you can message me on that too if you want a personal life coaching session. Compliments of me, um, and I'll give you a couple ways to, to a couple steps to make that happen. But you delve in with people deeply, and you start to you start to notice the stories that they've constructed about the world, about themselves, about men, about women, about people of different cultures, right? There's all these ideas and stories that we have and we're running, we're running on these stories. These stories are what's creating our world. These stories are what's creating the way we're experiencing things, right? So the most essential stories are the stories about ourselves, Right, so I have a story. For example, I'm not smart. I'm dumb. I'm not that smart. I'm not that intelligent. Well, that that's a limitation that my my world is filtered through that limitation. I'm not smart, so I'm not going to do anything that's that smart, or else that would break my sense of the story of who I am. But the story of who I am becomes my comfort zone. I feel safe. It's like I. It's like a house I live in. Right, So I feel safe in the story of who I am. The story of who I am is, is, is my safety and comfort zone. If the story would fall apart, I'd have no house. This is the way it seems to the ego. 
right? I'd have no house, like the roof would get blown off and I'd have nothing. I'd just be in the open air to the snow and the hail and the, the rain and the hurricanes, right? So we have these stories that are limiting, that create a sense of form, that create a sense of structure, that create a sense of limitation. Now, I'm not saying that form is bad. I'm not saying that structure is bad. I'm not saying that limitation is bad. I'm not saying anything is bad. In fact, I'm saying everything is good, right? It's all good, as they say. However, what I am saying is that we don't realize that we're the ones who have constructed the stories and therefore have constructed the form and have constructed the structure and have constructed the limitation. So the limitations that you have, you don't realize, have been constructed and created by you. Now when I say you, hey Kelly, when I say you, that also includes you as the society, you as the culture, you as the collective conditioning, you, me as the collective conditioning, right? So it's not just you as this independent entity that's outside of everything and is going to like, you know, make it rain and make it snow and um, make people, you know, do different. It's, it's not that at all. It's, there's, there's, there's a sense of we're a part of this one thing and this one thing is a part of us. So there's this collective consciousness, this collective conditioning, but we are a part of that. We're not separate from that. So when we make a shift in our consciousness, when we, when we change a story inside ourselves, when we change the coding inside ourselves, we're changing the collective conditioning. We're changing the collective story. We're changing. So right now, in this moment right now, like we're changing the collective consciousness. Everything we say, everything we do, everything we think, everything we feel, every decision we make, every direction we go, we're changing the collective conscious and the collective conscious is changing us. Now, the more present we become, the more awake we become, the more alive we become, the more attuned we become to this moment, then the more empowered we become. The more empowered we become to what? To create the story. The more empowered we become to create the story. And we become more empowered through two things, which is really one thing. Realizing who we really are and being present. Realizing who we really are and being present. Now, here's a really interesting thing about becoming empowered that I've discovered. If you want to talk about fascinating story, we have so many weird, bizarre, silly stories that we're running, you know, personally and collectively. And one of them is about power. That power is a bad thing and you shouldn't have it. And if you have it, or you want it, or you've got it, you're a bad person. I mean, it has to be one of the silliest stories I've ever, I've ever encountered, and yet it's, it's one of the most prominent stories I've ever encountered. And this is why no one has any power. I mean, it's not that complicated. It's actually quite simple. The reason we don't feel, the reason we don't feel empowered, the reason we feel disempowered, is because we think power is bad. Power is dangerous. Power is evil. Power is... You know, don't have the power. Take away the power. Who has the power? Fight the power. It's like there's all this weird stories about power, right? And so then it's not, when you look at it, it's kind of obvious why human beings feel disempowered. Because of the stories they're running that they shouldn't have power. 
So we confuse power with control, right? So power is not control and control is not power. Control is actually a lack of power. If I'm trying to control you, I don't feel power, powerful at all. I feel a lack of power. If I feel fully empowered in myself, I have no need to try to control you. What you do or doesn't or don't do doesn't affect the power I feel inside myself, right? That's true power. You could say that's spiritual power or that's the awakened consciousness of power. Or Eckhart Tolle would call it the power of now, right? This is the real power. And why are we running these stories that that's bad? Why are we running these stories that we're not worthy of it? Why are we running these stories that we, we don't have the, we're not um, uh, valuable enough for this? Why are we running these stories that power is something that we shouldn't have? Why? And so you start to look at all these stories that you're running and you realize you realize the story is just a story. The story is not an objective truth. The story is just a story. So every single story that we're running is just a story. The universe is made of stories. It's not made of atoms. It's not made of molecules. It's not made of physical matter. It's made of stories. It seems like there's distance. It seems like there's time. It, things, it seems like you know things are solid. But it's just stories. It's coding. It's like a. You're going to see this more and more as we open up to virtual reality more and more. You're going to see that virtual reality and this are going to look exactly the same, feel exactly the same, smell exactly the same. Everything's going to be the same. And you're going to realize that, like, you're in what the great mystics, the seers, have been talking about for thousands of years. You're in a fucking illusion, a dream. But it's not, it's not something that's, that's needs to be gotten away with or done away with or remove yourself from or if I get away from it then I'll know who I really am no it's all here right now there's nothing that needs to be escaped from there's nothing that needs to be removed there's no problem there's there's nothing that is not God there's nothing that's not divine there's nothing that's not holy there's nothing that's not sacred everything is divine everything is holy everything is sacred the illusion is divine the illusion is sacred the the dream is beautiful the dream is sacred and this includes all the aspects of it it includes the suffering it includes the pain it includes the sorrow it includes the violence it includes the rage it includes the anger it includes everything that is the transcendence that is the transcendence is it that hard to understand and comprehend that that is the transcendence to transcend this this there's only one thing you have to do and that's transcend this you don't have to transcend what happens next week. You don't have to transcend what happens in a year. You don't have to transcend what happens in five years. You don't have to transcend what happened five years ago. You don't have to transcend what happened 10 years ago. Just transcend this, 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 this. And there's an incredible paradox. There's an incredible paradox, which is the way to transcend this is to fully accept it. That's all. The way to transcend this is to fully accept it. And to fully accept this and then to fully transcend this is to fully be in your power, what Eckhart Tolle would call the power of now, right?
the power of now. And the power of now is you. You're the power of now. I'm the power of now. We are the power of now. Because it's always now. It's never not right now. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to start to notice the stories that we're running and that the, every story can be rewritten. It's like a program. It's like a coding that can be rewritten. It's very exciting. It's like a, it's like a, it's like inspiring, you know? So you start to recognize who you really are. It's like, well, I'm the creator. I'm one with the creator. I'm one with the universal creative intelligence, also known as God, right? I'm one with that universal creative intelligence. So I think when we're most alive, when we're most inspired, when we're most impassioned, when we're most engaged, is when we're in a creative energy. When we really feel like on purpose, when we're feeling like we're following the depth of our heart, it's when we're in the creative energy. And the universe is alive. The universe is a creative. It's like one giant, vast, infinite creative energy. You know, so we just rest in the energy. And then what happens or doesn't happen is like a secondary expression of resting in this infinite creative energy. That's why people talk about don't get caught up in expectation, don't get caught up, that's that whole thing, right? Just being in the energy, just being alive in the energy in the moment and then beautiful things flow from that space. Jesus talked about this as well. Beautiful things flow from that space. You don't even have to really concern yourself so much with the byproduct. You concern yourself with being in the energy being one with God, being one with the universal creative intelligence now, in this moment, right now. Cecile says, beautifully said, I observe all the colorful stories the same I am online on FB, observe all the rainbow stories. Yeah. Anyone have any questions, any any um, comments they'd like to share in this moment right now? <laughs> My favorite is surprises. Hey, Phyllis, I didn't know you were here. My favorite is surprises. Yeah, I think that that's true. Like, there's, there's something in us that it's what makes it fun. It's what makes it fun. It's what makes the journey fun and exciting. So again, feel free to uh, share this with uh, other people, friends, share it on your timeline, share it in your groups. Um, I was, wasn't able to do that today, which I normally am. So if you want to help out and just if this feels meaningful to you, valuable to you, if you want to share this with people. If you're listening in this archived, you know, if it's on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or uh, Facebook, um, yeah. Just, uh, I think there's something important about, it's one of the ways we make a difference in the world. You know, it's one of the ways that we, we rewrite the story. We come from this empowered place is, you know, it's, it's simple. It's, but yet it's like something that's like worth stating is that we share things that inspire us. We inspire others with that, right? Things that 
um, are meaningful to us, we share with others so they can be meaningful to them. And really, in a conscious, intentional way, it's it's simple, and yet it's it's a way to really feel like we're making a difference in the world. Welcome, Kimberly. Kimberly is uh, a new friend of mine, and um, I was mentioning earlier about the event that we're doing in January, and she's going to be hosting us in a really amazing, beautiful, fantastic spot, and we're really grateful for that. Uh, Carrie says, I find it important to notice the resistant sensations in the body that arise that are perfect indications of when we are believing a story that isn't true. Yeah, that's a good point. So the physical and the mental and the emotional are all one thing that's interconnected. There's this, they're all wired together. They're all fused together, right? So you can find these touch, these touch tones, these touch, touch stones, touch stones, touch stones, these different points where the body is indicating to you a story that's out of alignment for you or a story is indicating to you something in the bias. So you can, you can find any one of these points and you can notice um, it brings you into a deeper state of present moment awareness is what it does. It brings you into a state of deeper present moment awareness and present moment awareness is the key to healing as acceptance and transformation in the moment. So Cecile's noticing that the energy is really intense for her. You know, intensity is an interesting thing. Intensity is not bad or good. You know, it's intense. It means like the energy was here, now the energy's up here. Right? So it's kind of like how you channeling the energy, right? So we can resist it like, oh, it's too much energy. But whether you think it's too much energy or you think it's too little energy, like that's the energy that it is, right? So um, to be able to channel and flow the energy without blockage or resistance, that's the key to all of this, right? Or that's the key to so much of this when it comes to how to, how to move the energy in this world and the dimension of time and space. It's energy, you know, it's like being an open... Am I an open, clear channel for the universal creative intelligence to move through me in this moment? And I, am I an open, clear channel for the universal creative intelligence to move through me in this moment? Are there any resistance? Is there blockages? Is there places that are um, clenched down, right? And then can I, I have, do I have the ability to open, to open, to be receptive to this energy, in this moment and in being open i can be the unique expression i am the unique expression right where each of us are unique expressions that's what's beautiful you know if we were if we all look the same if we all talk the same if we all had the same ideas this is one of the things i find funny people come to the retreats that i do and they say i came here and it'll come like hundreds of miles you know and they'll say uh I came here because in the opening circle, we, people share their intentions. I came here because I want to be with like-minded people. And I say, sorry, you came to the wrong place. You know, this isn't Nazi Germany. We're not, we're not all forced to like have the same thoughts here, or the same ideas about anything. That, that would be a really boring retreat. And that would be like a really boring world, 
right? What we want is like diversity of ideas. This is what's fascinating about America too right now is there's this idea that like, you know, this is the one team, this is the other team. Like we have these thoughts and we have these thoughts. Which team are you on? I'm not on either team, right? I'm on, I have my own thoughts every moment. I have no idea what I'm going to think next, feel next, do next. It's like open channel, open channel for the universal creative intelligence to move through you in this moment. Like Phyllis was saying, be surprised, be surprised at what you're going to say next, do next, feel next. Like let God move through you in each moment, each and every moment, right? So it's not about thinking the same at all. It is about being like-hearted. It's about being like-hearted. So that's why I tell people about the retreats, right? It's not about being like-minded. It's about being like-hearted. So we're gonna, we're, it's, it's beautiful to have different thoughts, different ideas, different ways of seeing things, different ways of looking at things. And we're all sitting here, we're all in the circle together, and all of our hearts are open. So that's that's where we're aligned. And we're on and we're on the path together of opening a heart, of being in an open-hearted space. We're on the path of being an awakened consciousness together. And as we open and as we flower, we flower and bloom, we're a unique expression of the divine, right? So every flower has its own unique beauty. Right? And you and I and all of us, we each have our own unique beauty. So as we awaken in our consciousness, as we open our hearts, there's this beauty to express in our own unique way. And I'd like to just kind of invite us to marinate in this energy sometimes, you know, just kind of be present here together and just feel the beauty of the energy that's opened between us. This is a unified field we open together. It's a co-creative energy that we open together here and just breathe it in and feel grateful. So I'm envisioning this being a consistent time that I do this podcast now, which is 10 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday and then flowing into the private group 11.30 a.m. Eastern Wednesday. So this is open to the public and then we're going to go deeper. Um, I don't know what time it is, but 11.30 a.m. Eastern we go in deeper in the private group. And uh, I'll share a link there to join us if you want to continue today and do that. There's a seven-day free trial for that. And uh, this will be archived. And I'm just really grateful for you guys. I'm really grateful for sharing this space with me. You know, I think what comes through comes through because of the shared space that, that we share together. Yeah, Phyllis will be there later. Always grateful to have Phyllis here with us. Um, feel free to share any questions, comments, um, can, and we'll, I'll respond as we go forward and have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you in the next now.